I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. Welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions, like a new season of Love is Blind that hopefully will make us forget the one that came before it. And in fact, I think it is making me forget the one that came before it because only two couples ended up going through the process and I had to Google who they were partway through this. (laughs) I was like, which couples were there even last season? It's already exiting my gray matter. It's good. It's good. You have to memory hole it. (laughs) If you're listening today, you're already a paid subscriber to our audio and written newsletter, Rich Text. Thank you as always for being here. You quite literally make our work possible. We're here today, of course, because we watched the first six episodes of Love is Blind Season 6, the Charlotte edition. There were so many episodes in this first drop, and they're all very long, so it's a lot to take in. (laughs) A lot to take in. We're spending much more time in the pods than we did last season, probably because they had to erase several of the couples from existence yeah so yeah we're, we're getting a longer season this season and thus far the vibes are better so thank goodness for that yeah it seems like people actually maybe like each other a little bit on this show the women and the men like each other and the couples that form in the pods mostly like each other it's kind of <laughs> novel and refreshing Not to say that there aren't like pretty dark things about this season too, which we will definitely get into, but it's it can't get darker than season five. I mean, it's just dark in a completely different way. Yes, I guess this is of a different caliber. Yeah, Um, they seem to fully have skipped, they seem to have fully skipped after the altar for season five. What altar? Who to fault? Like, yeah, no. Only tr- one couple got married, and it doesn't seem like anyone else really gets along or wants to see each other ever again. <laughs> no, I, I affirm their choice, to be clear. This was the correct move. Let's just move yeah. it right along. So and we- after the altar special would just be like a 20-minute sit-down interview with Lydia <laughs> and Milton and be like, you're still together? Are you having a baby for Vanessa yet? Yeah. Keep us updated. Like, and then Stacy would come in and be like, fuck Johnny. She's my mortal enemy. I'm still holding on to my rage at her. Yeah, no one cares. Like, You know it, what? It's fine. I'm just focusing on <laughs> Bliss and Zach's baby that's on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Season so four. Season four is season four is it for me. Yeah. They should just do every season in the <laughs> PNW, I guess. So... Season six takes place in Charlotte, North Carolina. Bit of culture shock for me, I think even compared to the other Southern shows we've seen, this had a quite different flavor in terms of the the culture and the, the values that were discussed. We're not sure when it was filmed. It seems like maybe the first half of last year, which would make sense. Yeah, it seems early 2023 from me looking around on Instagram <laughs> at when there are gaps in these people's Instagram posting and also from what I saw a, a few other publications speculating, but I didn't see the dates confirmed. But yeah, early yeah. 2023. So it's been about a year. Yeah. The cast, I gotta say, something weird is happening where there was all this critique of Love is Blind for not having enough body diversity which is especially weird because of the concept of the show, which is that superficial things shouldn't matter. And why are they all pretty 
thin and, you know, sort of conventionally hot. And I think that after that critique, they actually started to get less body diverse in their (laughs) casts. Like in the initial seasons, they were casting somewhat diverse body types. And then mostly what we saw is those characters were in the background, the people who made it into engagements into the second half of the show and became feature players tended to just happen for whatever reason to not be of you know those people who were in larger bodies but i'm looking around this season and i'm like i don't even feel like they're really casting that diversely in 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 body size anymore no not at all are they just like pissed that they're just like no we're not even gonna try (laughs) like yeah it was weird to me yeah it was notable to me too They still do well when it comes to racial diversity. There's a lot of racial diversity, including in the couples that we see, which is nice. And the age range, I think, is about the same. They range from, I think, 24, 25 to 36, 37. Yeah. Matthew is the oldest one we see in his Chiron. He's listed as 37. They're always a little weird about this. Like, they'll have a birthday at some point between when filming starts and when the show airs, and they can't decide which age to refer to the person Yeah, and they're not consistent is what annoys me, which is why I don't want to commit to one, because it's just all over the place. Yeah, they're all in that sort of 24 to 37 window, the marriageable window, as we all know. (laughs) So, like, if you're about to exit that window, panic. It's time to panic. So... I mean, and we're, we are in Charlotte, so it, there's a lot of traditional sort of vibes going on. It's not as surprising to me that we see a number of like 24, 25, 26-year-olds who seem really eager to start a family. There's just like a trad wife miasma in the air. Even among some of the couples that don't seem to conform to that initially, I was interested to see. Like there just is sort of a built-in conservatism when it comes to gender roles, I think, especially among pretty much the whole cast. There are a few exceptions, but on the whole, there seems to be a very ingrained idea of what it means to be a man or a woman in a relationship, who should be the one taken care of, who should be the one, you know, leading decision making. And it was hard for me to tell, like, is it just that we're in the South? Is it the fact that this cast is overwhelmingly religious like there it felt like there were a lot of religious christians within the featured cast yeah that's i mean it could be a quirk of the casting but i think that probably is heavily related to the culture of the region too i mean it would be surprising to me if they just happened to cast significantly more religious and traditional people than than are in that sort of age demo in the area and it is true that even like people who don't there there is a good amount of talking about like oh she loves god like i love god like reading a bible verse before proposing these things that get tossed out there but then even in couples that we don't see discussing that sort of explicit you know bible christianity we'll still see references just glancingly to yeah these kind of traditional gender roles that these that this kind of religion promotes like you know i want the man to lead and exactly. i want to submit 
I will always, you know, in our marriage, I will always bring my most feminine soft self, you know, the man saying like, he wants to like be able to come to his wife and like, sort of like, be babied by her like have like have her be like his like pillow to lie on you know these things that that really do speak to these very traditional ideas of the woman as like the angel of the house who like lives in her feminine brings a soft energy that is like a respite for the man from like the the harsh realities of work and life you know and so even when men are talking about being soft and open it's usually in in that context right it's which in, is like you're going I would to like be a, you to mother me a little bit but in a sexy right. way right and that's a big part of those gender roles is like yeah you're mothering your kids together but also you're sort of like mommy for your husband because it's your job to take care of him and nurture him and coddle him you're like a mommy who also has sex with him yeah and he he in turn is also like your daddy who also right he he is mothered by you and you are fathered by him like he will subsidize your lifestyle and take care of you and like be a bulwark against the outside world and also you you know make some decisions right those tough decisions when they addle your lady brain yeah and I get it you know because when my son comes to me and asks me for something I can't say did you talk to your daddy about it and know that my my husband is ultimately in charge because in my household I am the person who is the ultimate word on these things and you know heavy is the head that wears the (laughs) crown of of decision making so you know don't we all just want to submit as ladies And also, I feel like this comes through in the aesthetics, which also feels very Southern, like lots of the women just like in full, full faces of makeup and cute outfits throughout the whole pod experience. We're not seeing quite as much loungewear as I think we normally see. And this is interesting because the Texas seasons were also quite conservative, but the aesthetic, the aesthetics of Texas just are so different from this region of the South. I found that to be very interesting. Yeah, there weren't like the cute lounge sets that we saw someone like Taylor, for example, wearing in the pods last season. Like, Yeah, the women uh, are wearing like bodycon dresses and heels throughout the process. Usually that goes after about one day of dating. Yeah, I mean, he can't see you, you know? And so I think it... It reminded me of these TikToks that I get served that are on the crunchy mama to trad mama pipeline because I, <laughs> I I consume parenting content and I buy a lot of dresses, I guess. And there is always this tone of like, you have to always get yourself in the mindset of being like womanly and soft and appealing by wearing a beautiful dress while you're changing diapers. And like, if you just fall into wearing leggings, are you really going to be a good mother or wife, you know? And like, I, so I saw a little bit of that kind of underlying that, like this idea that you always have to like armor yourself in femininity in this really literal way. And I like, as someone who does like to get in makeup and a dress to work, from home i'm not judging per se i just think it's interesting that it seems so much more uniform across the board at least in the people we see featured than it has in past seasons that they take that approach yeah i agree and it's notable especially given that there is a lot of cultural diversity in terms Mm -hmm. of the backgrounds that all these people come from so that i think that's why it stood out so much to me yeah because yeah, there, also, there was some like uniformity in terms of those in terms of presentation and in terms of attachment to gender roles that seemed to cut across all of these other differences. Yeah. 
And then it, it stood in contrast to the men, I thought, because the the men were were not in cute little getups. The men were all in like Henleys or they looked like they were going to exercise, but like the way that like a, a middle-aged white man does, like in a sort of like plain, somewhat sort of like swishy material looking like pants and shirt where you're like, is he going golfing? Is he going to the gym? Is he going to work? Like, I really can't tell. It's just like this sort of like shapeless white middle-aged man wear. Like there, I didn't feel like we saw as many men bringing a style game this season. It's the golf aesthetic. I'm dead. It It really is. is. Oh no. listened to a free preview of this week's rich text podcast if you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire rich text back catalog you can become a paying subscriber at clarendemma.substack.com if not you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at clareandemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.